Welcome to Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, a luxury interior designer and construction expert. Educated at the New York School of Interior Design and employed by AD Top 100 firms, I have created a niche expertise in managing large-scale construction projects from renovations to new builds over the past three decades. Today, I'm on a mission to instill confidence in designers through this podcast and my online course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. Whether you are new to construction management or a seasoned designer like me, I am all about transparency and tactical advice for fellow designers. On this podcast, I share actionable steps, practical tips, real-life examples, and behind-the-scenes tricks that I use while managing construction projects. Not only will they keep them on schedule and on budget, but will give you the confidence to know that these projects will end successfully, protecting your profit as well as leading to a pipeline full of incredible referrals. If you've been searching for support and advice on construction management to grow your skills and confidence so you can avoid the mistakes that I've made in the past, then you're in the right place. Before we get started, I want to thank each of you for being a part of this community. Your listens, subscribes, and reviews are what allows me to make this show great week after week. I've got lots of plans for growing this podcast, and that's enabled by you. Make sure to follow the podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a thing. If you enjoy this episode, spread the word. Leave a review and tell your interior design friends how much they can learn from this show. If you're on my email list, then you receive my weekly email on Friday called From the Job Site. And it's always something of the moment, whether it's from my projects or whether it's from conversations I've had with designers. And it's just one topic that hopefully leaves designers with something to think about over the weekend, apply to their own businesses, or inspiration for goal setting. And this past week, I must have hit a nerve because I heard from a lot of designers. So I wanted to talk about the same subject today and expand on it so everyone listening has a fuller understanding that no matter what, there's someone on the job site that's rooting for you. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. So as I just said, this topic today came from my weekly newsletter this past Friday, and it just really resonated with a lot of designers, and I wanted to share it with as many designers as possible. So if you are listening and you're not on my email list, I do recommend you sign up for it. I don't send spam. Frankly, I don't have time to do that, but I do send out a Friday email that picks a topic, whether it's from one of my projects or a chit chat with a designer or something I've heard about the industry, and I dive further into it. And it hopefully leaves designers something positive to think about over the weekend and how they can apply it to their own projects. So let me take another step back. And the reason the topic came up for the Friday email was because I've had a lot of conversations with designers lately talking about their confidence, mostly newer designers to construction, but these designers aren't necessarily new to the industry. They're new to construction management. And a lot of the topic was about feeling uncomfortable on the job sites and not really comfortable taking on projects, but yet wanted to start implementing this service into their business. And really just you could feel the conflict inside these designers. 
And it broke my heart because, look, we've all been there. Hell, I have been there and continue to be there on some level in some situations. And so Friday's email was all about the fact that truly, honestly, Scout's Honor, there is someone on every job site that's rooting for you, that likes you being there, or frankly, doesn't care that you're there. I mean, hell, we'll take neutral, right? I mean, that's better than giving you snide looks or snarky comments or the side eye or everything else that we've all experienced. Because yes, being the only girl on a job site is and can be intimidating. But I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be all the time. And this is what I want you to hear today. So what do I mean by there's always someone rooting for you, right? That sounds corny, right? I mean, I don't, trust me, I don't walk on a job sites and they're like, oh, yay, Renee's here. woo!" And they're rooting for me. That's really not what I mean by that. What I mean is there is always someone I come in contact with that is cool that I'm there or is interested to hear what I have to say or just wants to shoot the breeze with me. Those are all positive interactions that, hell, I'll take all day long. Now, how do I figure this out? Because I'm sure you're thinking, well, Renee, that's never happened to me. I've been on these job sites. Nobody likes me being there. Hell, some of them will even tell me that. Yes. Yes, they will. And if I could change that for you, I would do it in a heartbeat. I've been trying to figure out how to do that for myself. But all I can tell you is that there is still in that crowd one person at least is rooting for you. So on any given project, let's take a small bathroom project. You're going to gut the bathroom. There might be six or seven trades that you come in contact with throughout the project. You start with a contractor, a tile installer, the glass shower door installer, the plumber, the electricians, the flooring guy. You know, There's a lot of guys that you're going to come in contact with. I know that one of them will be rooting for you. So what I mean by that is they greet you with hello. They ask you how your weekend was, if it's Monday morning. They respond to you in a positive way. Now, you may be saying, Renee, that's not someone rooting for me. But look, it really is. Because that means there is an ability to establish a relationship on equal footing. Because you know the difference. You know when someone's not rooting for you. You know how it feels when someone doesn't want you there. And it's extremely hard to start with an uphill battle. But someone who's just, hey, how are you? Or, you know, I was looking over your drawings and I had a quick question. Could you go over it with me? Again, they're rooting for you. They're asking professional questions. They want you to explain something so that they don't screw it up, right? That's called collaboration. We call that rooting for each other. Now, what do you do with that? I take full advantage of it and not in a negative way. I dive right in. I try to establish rapport, whether that's through chit-chat over their weekend, what they did, if they went away, oh, where'd you go? Oh, I've been there. Oh, I've never been there. Tell me more about it. You know, this is basically common practice in any other office environment. It's just our offices happen to be construction sites. So you need to find commonalities between yourself and the trades. You really do. Not only does it make your life more enjoyable, it expands your industry partners. 
And again, I can't say it enough how important industry partners are for the health and success of your business. So I will. I'll start talking. Well, it's fall. So I'll start talking about football that I watched over the weekend. I can tell you, I never watched football growing up. I only had a daughter. My father wasn't really into it. I mean, we we maybe watched, you know, the playoffs and possibly the Super Bowl. But really, I mean, that was it. No college football, no pro football. I grew up near Philadelphia. So people would say, are you an Eagles fan? I'd say, I don't even really think I'm any fan. I just wasn't connected. Fast forward, I marry a man who is a Cowboys fan. And no, do not send me hate emails. I had no idea when we were dating that that was controversial. I mean, seriously, I, I had no idea. Our son is a fanatic about football in general. And of course, his favorite team are the Cowboys. So we watch football together. And one of the reasons I do it is so I have a connection with my son. We talk about it. I don't always know the positions. I know the names. So he'll mention a position. I'm like, no, no, no. Who is that on the team? Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. Okay. Now I'm I'm with you. We talk about it. I can promise you this was not intentional, but me watching football with my son has given me amazing street cred on construction projects. Now, trust me, I don't always tell people I'm a Cowboys fan because I am in Eagles territory. But those who do know will razz the hell out of me. And again, they're bonding with me. They may not love who my family roots for, but I can tell you when the Eagles beat the Cowboys, yeah, it's all glory for them. And they love taking me to task for it. And that's what I'm talking about. These guys root for me. I am one of them because we have something in common. I don't really know much about football other than what I've been told from my son and my husband over the years, but it's established a rapport that they know they can talk to me about. Now, I'm not saying go out and watch football all weekend. Trust me, it can get a little boring in my personal opinion, but it's something that I have in common with them. So to go back to, you have a small project. You are going to walk on this project and you're going to scan the room just like you do in any scenario you walk into. You go to a cocktail party with your spouse or your partner, you scan the room. Who's a friendly? I'm going to go over there first, unless you're going to hit the bar and the food first. But you know you do this. You may not even be conscious of it. This is the same application in our industry. You're going to scan the room to who is being friendly. And I mean just good morning. That's an entree. Now, I know you may be saying, Renee, I don't have time for that. Renee, I don't, that sounds stupid. Why would I have to do that? I'm an equal. You keep telling me that I'm an equal member of this team. Yes, 100% you are. But I can tell you, I have been on projects where there haven't been many friendly people, where the guy that I've established was friendly only comes periodically. And it just makes me not want to go to that site. Now, I do, of course, I am a professional, but I do get that uh, in the car, like, okay, kind of, you know, get yourself psyched up. You're going to go into this project and they're all going to give you that eye, like, oh God, here's Renee. That does happen. And so it's so important to find people on those teams that will connect with you. Another thing you can do to connect if you're not a football fan or you don't travel a lot and you're not good with small talk, ask them about what they're doing. 
The one thing that I love and the one thing that drives a lot of designers crazy is that our industry is constantly changing. Technological advances, LED lighting, new ways of doing plumbing, endless media systems. Learning a technique today is great, but you must understand it will likely change over time. So there's your entree. Hey, you walk over to the plumber. What are you working on? I've never seen it done that way. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, I used to do it this way. And you're like, yeah, that's what looks more familiar to me. But now we do it this way, Renee, and I'm going to tell you why. Maybe a 10-minute conversation. But again, you have established that you're interested. And obviously, you don't come in like, hey, what are you doing? You just go, hey, this is really cool. Uh, Last job I was on, or if you haven't been on a job, but you did work on your own home, you say, hey, I had this plumber once work for me, and he did it this way. I'm loving knowing that there's another way to do it, right? Who wouldn't want to answer that question? I'm loving knowing there's another way of doing it. Can you tell me more? Now, if he's in the middle and he's like, you know, contorting his body into the vanity to try to hook something up, yeah, not a good time. But you know that and you know when it's an appropriate time to quickly ask a question. So not only are you establishing a rapport because naturally designers are good with people. You just have to find the common language. And no, it's not going to be the same language that you speak with your clients. It just isn't. You're going to have to speak in a language that they're going to respond to, whether that is sports, travel, or the industry that they're an expert in. And so this is what I tell the designers when they come back and say, I really want to do this but I'm also really anxious. I ask them, what are they really good at? Tell me your greatest asset and how you established it. Now, I was talking to a designer recently, and I know that she comes from a family of extraordinarily beautiful, high-end, airy rugs. What I also know is that she's not doing the designing. She's in sales. And I said, so how did you get into sales? She goes, oh my gosh, it was so hard in the beginning. I was terrible at it. I was like, oh, interesting. But you learned. You tried different techniques and you slowly built the skill. And now you probably do it without thinking. I said, this is the same thing. Everybody has a first day. I've said this before and I'm going to keep repeating it because we're too hard on ourselves. Everybody has a first day of any job that they do. Now, frankly, we have a lot of first days because every project is different. But the more rapport you establish with your team members, the more information you gather from them, that builds your skills so that every, quote, new project is less scary because you will apply what you know you walk into a project, things will look familiar. You will already have an understanding of where you're going next and how you're going to get there. So the rapport that you can build with a team member, and if you're lucky, multiple team members on a project will not only improve your skills and your ability and your expertise going forward, it makes your days a little bit brighter. And then on the best part about it, is if you really do establish that relationship, they will have your back. Because I can guarantee you, you will make mistakes. Absolutely, 100%.
there are mistakes made on projects. There are just too many variables whizzing through the air at rapid fire speed to say that, oh, nope, Renee, I never make a mistake on a project. Now, I'm not saying these are colossal mistakes. I'm praying for you that they're not because those can be quite expensive, but they can be a whoops. Oh my gosh, I forgot that. Whoops. Okay. Uh, Hey guys, that's where they come in. And I can promise you that my mistakes are never pronounced because the guys go, we got you, Renee. No worries. Or, hey, Renee, um, you know, we're working on this and should we do that first? And I'm like, oh, yes, we should. Thank you so much. What can I do for you? Now, I may not say that out loud, but I sure as hell have that mental list in my head going, he saved me from a hiccup. I'm going to have his back the next time because they too will make mistakes. So you see, them rooting for you needs to be mirrored back to them where you're rooting for them. So, okay, your projects are more enjoyable to be on. I mean, that's a hell of a bonus right there, but it gets better because if you work in the same area for any length of time, you will come across the same trades on different projects. Maybe not the same teams, right? It may not be all the exact same players, but some of them will be familiar. And this is particularly true if you're not building the team. Now, if you're building the team, yeah, you're going to bet your bottom dollar. I'm going to stack my team with the best, most qualified guys who respect me and have my back. But I don't always get that option. And so I will. I'll rock on a job site. I sure as hell scan that room quickly to identify who I already know and who I can lean on. And it's not necessarily just because it will be more enjoyable for me to be there and they'll have my back, but they'll vouch for me with the other guys. I know for a fact they do it. I've never heard them, but I've had other trades further into projects tell me it happened. And that is gold because I've had to do nothing in that specific project because I've already established these relationships and professional courtesies with them that they are extending to me behind the scenes. One guy said, hey, I, you know, I've never worked with you before, but in the beginning, I I was a little worried, but you know, Ron, he told me you're cool. Now, I guess that's code for she knows what she's doing. You don't have to worry about her. She can manage her own scope of work. I guess he just bundled that all into she's cool. I'll take that all day long. And by the way, Ron is my painter and he has become a good friend and frankly, one I can lean on if I have a problem with a contractor. I will absolutely call him and say, hey, listen, I'm on this project and there's this electrician. I don't get it. What's going on with him? And he will say, Renee, you will never break him. Just walk away, do what you have to do with him and walk away. He's just kind of that guy. And while that doesn't solve my issue, it certainly solves the weight of the issue. Because now I know, all right, a guy that I trust and respect is telling me, "Mm, he's not going to come over onto your side, Renee. He's never going to want a designer on his projects. Just figure it out, whatever you need to do during that moment with him and move on. And everything is better because I'm not wondering, what the hell, did I do something? No, no, it's just who he is. And you will come across those guys. 
But I am here to say, after 30 years of doing this, there is always someone on those sites that has your back and is rooting for you. Finding them really isn't that hard when you know now to look. And you may be sitting here thinking, well, yeah, I just chatted up that guy the other day. We were just talking about the weather and, you know, how much the rain has impacted the project. Yeah, we talked for like 10 minutes. Okay, you're establishing a rapport. Build on it. Next day you go into that site and it's not raining, there's your conversation starter, right? It does seem simple, but I can promise you there are massive benefits to building these rapports. By the way, I want to say I'm not trying to be superficial. I'm using weather and things like that because, frankly, there aren't always topics that are obvious, right? You don't have any idea if the guy's married or kids or what have you. You've got to sort of, you know, tread lightly with the broader topics, sports, weather, guy-related things. Sorry, there is a gender thing that does come to play here. But don't be disingenuous. I'm never disingenuous with my guys. When I'm talking about football, I'm completely honest and saying, okay, whoop, that was the limit. I know nothing beyond what I just said out loud. And yeah, they laugh at me. That's okay. I laugh right with them. I don't know a whole lot, but it makes me approachable. And I know that that is a problem that designers have with the trades. They don't work with us enough to see our badass skills and how much value we can bring to them. And so we actually intimidate them. Now, I know you're going, no, Renee, there's just no way. Trust me, this is what I've heard multiple times over multiple years. They just don't know what to do with us because we are the only girl on the job site. And they're probably, you know, conjuring images like, oh my God, if my wife was here or my sister was here or my daughter was here. And oh God, like, oh God, I wouldn't want her to get hurt. And blah, blah, blah. That's why building a rapport, you establish yourself as one of them. You become cool as my painter apparently claims I am. And so the benefits don't stop because what I hear from designers that this is really all stemming from confidence, insecurities. And again, that's normal. And I get it, I've had them. But knowing that there are people on those sites that are looking forward to seeing you on Monday. Let's talk about the game. Uh, I ran into one at a convenience store over the weekend. He's like, oh my God, Renee. And I'm like, hey, you know, and it's it's normal. Now I live in a smaller town. It's not that uncommon. Although, frankly, I don't run into them as much as I probably should, given how small our town is. But it is something that builds your confidence. And it certainly makes you look more forward to going on these sites to begin with. And so every skill you learn, every team member you build a rapport with, Every project you take on and every mistake you make builds this confidence to a point where, like I've said before, things don't knock you off balance. There will always be problems that come up on job sites. I have them on every project. They just don't knock me off balance because like I said, I either have the guys who have my back or I've seen it before and I know how to solve it. It's that kind of experience that I know a lot of you are seeking. And it is there one skill, one project at a time. And so I don't want you to be afraid to take on the smaller projects to build that skills if you've never done this management before. 
And then those of you who feel stuck in the mid-sized projects and want to go to the new builds, take the knowledge you have, take the relationships you've built and push forward, knowing that your confidence where it is now is enough to launch you into that next level project. But again, you will be learning new things, building your confidence on the projects as they go along. And so the foundations of all of these skills are what I poured into the course, the Interior Designer's Guide for Construction Management. Because knowing these skills boosts the confidence and learning them through a course and through a community of designers in the same place that you are builds them faster. Now, I wish I had something like this at the beginning of my career. Because while I did go to the New York School of Interior Design and I credit it for so much of the success of my career, they didn't teach us these skills in class. It wasn't until I was working for other women, working my way up the ladder in small firms that I was learning these skills. And of course, I always like to date myself. This was pre-internet. So there was no Googling my way out of anything. There was no crowdsourcing my way out of anything. It was truly learned one skill at a time. So I want you to take time today. Take a few minutes after this episode. Write down the names of the guys on your site. Who is friendly? Who has asked you an appropriate question? Right? Tell me more about your drawings. I have a question. Can you explain this further? Those are the guys that are rooting for you. Those are the guys that are fine with you being on the project. And they're the ones that you want to build a rapport with for all of the benefits that we just discussed today. So I hope you find this helpful. And I do encourage you to get on my email list because this is the kind of topic we dig into on Fridays. And since this one seemed to hit a nerve, I wanted to share it with all the people listening to the podcast as well. So I can't thank you enough for your time today. I want you to go find those guys rooting for you. And I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening. And I hope you heard something that you can apply to a project today. If you're ready to increase your construction projects in your business, check out the details on my signature course, The Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management. It's a six-part digital course that will save you a three-year learning curve, get you profitable, bring in an income and lifestyle that makes sense for you by learning the top strategies, what works and what doesn't, building your confidence so you're no longer paddling to stay afloat or worse, learning how to manage construction on a client's project. Through the course, I'm handing over 30 years of top strategies and advice. Head to my website, devinyedesign.com, for more details on the Interior Designer's Guide to Construction Management and become educated and empowered for your next construction project.